0: now okay um hi guys it's um a little bit after the hour and i was chit-chatting with uh one of our um members who i consider a friend and we were uh so it wasn't recorded for the first few minutes here but let's go ahead and get started is there anything that anybody wants coaching on today Yeah, anything at all. And you guys can just jump on in or you can go to the chat if you want to do that. Um, I'll jump in if nobody else is. Yeah, sure. Jump on in. I love it. <laughs> okay.
1: Um. All right. So this kind of has to go around money, which I know our book club at the end of the month. I have not read the book yet, so. neither. either. But I don't even know it, what it is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm way behind. I, I don't even know what the book is, so I have to like go through and look to see what the book is that we're reading. That's okay. Yeah,
1: it's your money or your life, and I actually don't know much about it. So <laughs> okay, well,
0: let's yeah. talk about money.
1: Anyway, because it's it's something that tends to I tend to perseverate on a lot, and okay. and creates a lot of stress. So the current thing that I'm perseverating on is. That I bought a heater for our pool online, and I I felt like it was misrepresented, and so I spent a bunch of money on it. And now we have it, and we can't really use it. Okay. And so I'm annoyed, even though I can fully um, um, I'm fully able to absorb the cost of it. It's not like I can't afford to absorb the cost of it. Yeah, but like really annoyed. And returning it is kind of a big pain in the ass, and all that. And and I should just like put it to bed, but. So I could return it and get only get like a partial refund or I could keep it and try to spend a bunch more money to make it useful. And it, so this is like one silly example, but I tend to do things like this all the time. And the big hang up for me is why do I care so much? I can afford it, <laughs> you know? Yeah.
0: Why do you care so much?
1: Um, well, part of it was the way I was raised. Mm-hmm. So I was brought up in an extremely frugal household okay. and we didn't spend any money, um, and anything unnecessarily, which I know can be left up for interpretation. Mm-hmm. And we also did not waste. So you don't just like buy things and throw them away. You, you know, partly my mother was a hippie and she was a very frugal one. So I <laughs> cared a lot about waste, but also about not like spending money. And, um, so I think a lot of that's ingrained in me. Yeah.
0: So if we put bought heater for the pool in the sea line, mm-hmm. I'm feeling annoyed. Um, so what do you think is, going yeah. here? what would you put in the tea? What do you think is the main problem here?
1: Uh, I'm thinking that it was a waste of money and I never should have bought it.
0: I should not have bought this. Oops. Oh, hold on, dudes. I'm going on the wrong line. Okay. Can you guys see the um, whiteboard? I can. Okay. Okay. I should not have bought, bought this because it's a waste. And it was a waste. Yeah. Or whatever. And and it's a, and so the, and kind of makes it two separate sentences, but that's okay. Oh, okay. I always get hung up on the it's with an apostrophe or not an apostrophe. So, uh, (laughs) the grammar. So when you think that thought, how do you feel?
1: Um, frustrated and annoyed. Yeah.
0: What do you think is more true? Um, probably more annoyed. Yeah. And when you feel annoyed, what do you do? So I like I do with a lot of things. I
1: tend to ruminate on it, you know, mm. <laughs> obsess a little. Yeah. Um, of so it distracts. Well, yeah, that's more the result. Um, yeah. And go over a million times, like. Should I keep it? Should I not? Should I, you know, take it this
0: way? What what hassle do I want to deal with? I don't know, you know. Yeah.
1: Question the decision. Yeah. It sounds
0: like you question the decision and question what to do next. Yes. Yes. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Um. What else? I
1: uh, so then, I, I
0: don't resolve
1: the problem. Sorry, that's my dog. <laughs> okay, ours are allowed. Um, so um, so then I don't solve the problem, and I just keep
0: sitting on it. <laughs> it really is a waste, right? Isn't that interesting? <laughs> um, okay. So, <laughs> I Basically, create create wait a waste of time. Basically, a waste of yes time. And energy and time mm-hmm. and money. So there you go. Right. Um, this is really fascinating to me because like being here, we've all been here, right? How many of us have judged a decision <laughs> to purchase? something? We're all surgeons for crying out loud. And we've got the cash probably. And even if right. we don't have the immediate cash, we can generate cash. Right. Right. So, but that's okay. So of course we're going to be judging ourselves. I should not have bought this or judging mm-hmm. it's a waste of money. And so what does this really mean about you? The T I'm
1: judging myself and I'm shooting. Yeah. Um, yeah, which I'm really good at.
0: <laughs> so the, so you mentioned a couple other things in the thought download about, you know, the, um, the lessons you learned about managing money growing up. Yes. And you also said, you know, like, I have the money for this. So it's like, why is it such a big deal? Right. And um, it is fascinating how we can have so much, right? Mm -hmm. We have so much, but we're still kind of like in this sort of scarcity mindset where it's like, we either think we're going to not have enough, or we think there's going to be like some other problem. If we do like, there's going to be waste. You mentioned Mm -hmm. like, we don't want to waste. And so why do you, where do you think the frugality other than waste? Where do you think that frugality, what do you think was like behind it?
1: So it definitely comes down to security. That's part of it. And, and not feeling like you're, even though you have so much, you just, it, it, I know I'm wired to be like, well, I, I never know what's going to happen. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I got to be prepared and, you know, <laughs> so security and,
0: mm-hmm. part of it. Um, do you think there's anything else underlying your, so like the re what I'm getting at here is that money can just be like the C, right? Like money comes in and money goes out, money comes in, money goes out and it could be super like factual, like mm-hmm. numbers on the spreadsheet of the bank account, but we tell the story about it and make it mean so much more. Right. And so like, sounds like for you, it means something about security. Mm -hmm. It also means something about wasting. Yeah.
1: It's a big part of it. So even though I could just get over how much money I spent on it, it just seems like such a waste to just not do something with it, whatever that is,
0: you know? So let's say it is, let's say it is a waste to not do something with it. So you don't have, like, let's just agree. Let's just like pretend for a minute that that's true yeah like if that's true that it's a waste to not do something with it how do you feel about it or yourself
1: um yeah I when I guess when that happens it makes me feel irresponsible maybe
0: something that comes up or okay but like if it's a waste and and you're like yeah I think this is a waste like so what then, then just do something about it. So like, why is there more drama? Right.
1: I should just make a decision and do it.
0: Well, not even should, but like it's available, right? Like if it's a waste, which you're allowed to think it's a waste, there's nothing wrong with thinking it's a waste. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong yeah. with that. Like, so, and you mentioned too, that it's a pain in the butt to send the thing back. Mm-hmm. So like, what would be the options to deal with it? You can keep it, you can return it, you can donate it, or you could sell it. Right, yep. Right, so there's like four things you can do. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, how do you get to feel about yourself if if you think it's a waste, and you just like choose one of those four things, right? Like, why irresponsible? Yeah, where does
1: that I, could, I could change that. Um, yeah, it comes back to the judging myself. Yeah, like I should, quote, should have made the right decision the first time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, that's so great. You should have made the right decision the first time. Now, now we're getting somewhere because now we're like seeing, oh, okay. That's what it's really about. Is that should- probably is what it's really about. Yes. Right? You think you yeah. made the wrong decision. Yes. Yep. Well, how that's could it. it be that this was the right decision?
1: Um, um, well, now I know that... <laughs>
0: Right? <laughs> you not never buy that thing again you know? yeah like this thing is supposed to do something good for your pool pools are a pain in the butt that's my own yeah. thought I have one luckily my husband deals with it right it's like you gotta do all the stuff to maintain the pool otherwise right. it becomes like a pond right
1: so <laughs> or you just don't use it because it's too cold
0: <laughs> there's that too right because yeah. you got a heater for it right this is <laughs> right Okay, so like we have all this good intention to purchase this thing to make the pool a more pleasant experience for the family. Right. And just doesn't work. Right. And now you know. Right. Maybe something else would work. Right. Maybe not. Yeah. Until I said it out
1: loud, I don't think I realized that was driving it. I felt like I should make the right decision the first time.
0: But you're not a pool man. No, I'm you're not. Lady. You're not a pool lady. Like, how right. do you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those things. And the Amazon's the Amazon reviews. I you know it's like how accurate are these reviews? Right. I don't know, but how how are you supposed to know that?
1: <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I am. I am very security dominant, and I I, I kind of made this purchase impulsively. And I don't usually do that. And so that's one of the, um, once again, it's on the back end, like judging yourself, you know?
0: Yeah. So So. what does that mean to make a purchase impulsively?
1: Yeah. So I tend to be like an analyzer researcher type person (laughs) sometimes to the point where it might not be healthy.
0: (laughs) So, but I guess some people could make like buying a latte an impulse buy. And other people might make buying a Porsche an impulse buy. Right. So what mm-hmm. what is what about this is impulsive? And what does that mean?
1: For me, it means that I bought it without a lot of looking into it or research or what it would take to put a heater onto my pool,
0: you know? <laughs> okay. I can see that. Like, I can see that, you know, one would want to gather information about, especially if you're not a pool person, like you're not like the, the pool maintenance person. Right. Want to gather information, but um, one way to gather information is to try things. That's true. Yep.
1: Yeah. And that's never been very high on my list of ways to gather information. Not saying it shouldn't be just.
0: Yeah. But I mean, that's, so funny how we're so quick to make it mean that we just are like a horrible human because we bought a pool heater. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just, it's all the programming and you know, this, right. We've talked about it. So, you know, this, it's just like, of course, when there's not any practice thinking about things alternatively, then, then of course, the first thing that you're going to offer yourself is that you did something like really ridiculously wrong by purchasing a pool heater,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: even though you learned from it and you have the money for it. Mm -hmm. And there was this super sweet intention behind it. Mm -hmm. And you have four options to choose from to rectify the situation. Right. Like, What a great example you've shared with us because we have all done this. Yes, yeah. I feel bad about it already. I'm so glad because, and this is also a great example to show people how working through something like this, you know, using the model can just help you see. And And even though we all have the default programming to go to that place of self-judgment and make it mean something bad about ourselves like we all do it but until we like share it like this and see it just over and over and over again how you can just literally tease apart the thoughts and then then you can just understand oh okay well I get to feel good about myself now I don't need anything to change about this situation for me to feel good about myself. And, oh, by the way, let's say it was an impulse purchase. And let's say it was a huge waste. Like you could still feel good about yourself anyway. Right. That's the harder, yeah, some of us to go. Um, but that's available too. Yeah. And it's,
1: it, it comes down to that path is harder to find when I sit down to do this, you know? Yeah. Cause it's new.
0: It because it's new. Absolutely. Yep. It's new. Um, I also think there's like something to our chronic stress response for us, just in the type of job that we do on a daily basis. And, mm-hmm. um, I'm just researching this right now. And it's interesting how, when our bodies are in chronic stress and our nervous system is primed like that, the, the pathways to the cortex that allow all this intentional thinking and planning and dissection of the thoughts is just not available. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Like the pathways are just, they're just not available because we're stressed and our bodies are, our bodies are more in like the fight, flight, freeze, fawn sort of situation, like kind of going back to our book club on burnout. Right. And it's so fascinating how like, then we can sort of like beat ourselves up about not being able to tease this stuff apart when we might have just had like a really shitty day, and you might still be in a little bit of like a stress response, and and the pathways just aren't even available. It's like they're not online yet. So I'd just like to offer that too. Like if you, if for anybody, if you're finding it kind of hard, kind of like foggy or hard to sit down and kind of tease the stuff apart, it may be worthwhile just taking a few minutes to calm down the um, sympathetic nervous system. So like activate the parasympathetic nervous system so that we can have more fluid access to the planning and intentional parts of the brain. And so just quickly, that could be just doing something like taking a walk, doing some deep breathing. Um, listening to some music, you know, just, there are a million things you can do that I know we've all talked about in the past, but um, the books I've been reading lately kind of really emphasize that and, and from a therapy, like a therapeutic perspective and how it's like not really fair to ask somebody to start doing this intentional thinking if your sympathetic nervous system is so jazzed. You know what I mean? So anyway, do you have questions about that model? No, but it also takes me back
1: to that book we read, um, Hollywood Taker, is that her name, right? The um, oh, Yeah.
0: Because mm-hmm.
1: um, she talks about, uh, I don't know if she uses this wording, but like decision fatigue and by, if you have too many things where you're, because- I, I, I'm sure a lot of women in this group are the same way. I tend to go, go, go all day long. And so Mm -hmm. I've been meaning to do this and finally just decided to buy something. And then, you know what I mean? (laughs) Because our lives are busy and, you know, we don't turn.
0: Ooh, I'm so happy that you made that, that point. Yeah. Another, like another kind of offshoot to what you were talking about. It's like, you know, we know who has time to sit down and research friggin' pool heaters, right? <laughs> exactly. But maybe just getting one and going, and now, you know, this, this just doesn't work. I can, I can keep it, sell it, donate it or return it.
1: Mm-hmm. Boom.
0: There's no story you have to tell about it. I tried something. It didn't work. Let's do the next thing. Right. And maybe that's even more efficient than, you know, writing a doctoral dissertation on how to heat a large body of water. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. Um,
1: And like I said in the beginning, because I can afford to absorb that cost. It's not a big deal.
0: Yeah. Um, That is a, this is such a great one. Thank you so much for sharing that. Sure. Did I hit the record button? I think I did. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, great thank you so much do you have anything else you want to add there I don't think so okay awesome
1: to write down a few thoughts before I forget them
0: cool and then when I'm done so I'm I love doing this on the whiteboard so then I can just post it also I'll post it in the room one um Facebook. Yeah, good. yeah and then also on the I'll post it underneath the recording awesome cool all right. Does anybody else, or does the other person on the call, since you can see each other today, do you have anything you want to talk about? <laughs> sure. I? Yeah. Yeah. I guess I can. I, I mean, I've been brainstorming.
2: Like, what do I need? Um, I will mention you guys that we have to replace our roof. This is not what I want to talk about. But I'm just going to put, put this out there. And we we convinced the solar people to put panels on our roof one month ago. We were like, no, no, our roof is fine. Our roof is fine. Our roof is fine. We can, we, we, my, my husband, he's a very charming, he, he, he swindled them into it, and now we have mold, and we have to redo our roof, and to take the panels off and on is $7,000 <gasps> for one month, just straight up $7,000 to take the panels off, and we, we are the ones that convince them, so it just, you know. <laughs> money cometh,
0: money goeth. That's a really good point. And I actually got some coaching with my own coach about money scarcity recently. And I have all these like hangups about being the primary breadwinner. And my husband is retired from the military and he's trying to start a small business in our garage. And it's, he's not bringing money in with that. And I want to cut back on you know, ortho because I want to do more coaching, but it, you know, I like have all this drama that I've created about our financial situation. And my coach offered something that helped me get clarity that just helped me understand that what I was making money mean for me was that was the security part, just like what the first person was talking about. It was Just like I made my income, like the the monthly dollar amount that we can count on means that all is well, which is kind of like not true, right? Like any of us at any point in time, things could change or whatever. And also we have so much freedom and flexibility. Like we don't have to live in the house we live in. We could sell it. We, we don't have to live in the city we live in. I mean, I think about this kind of like on a multi-tiered level. Like if I didn't even have my job, say I lost my job, I could do locum tenants. Like there's just not going to be a situation where we don't have income. Like even if I get injured or whatever, I have disability insurance. And if I get killed, God forbid, I have life insurance. So the, I mean, we have, it's all okay. And And she helped me to see that, you know, worrying Mm -hmm. about the past or worrying about the future is like what we all do. But like right now in the every day-to-day moment, we always have enough, always. Mm -hmm. Like every single day, there's money coming in, there's money going out, there's money coming in, there's money going out. And when I saw it as money coming in and going out, instead of just going out, cause that's all I was able to see was the money. I was like forgetting that there's always money coming in. I was just like, you know, all I could see was that we were spending, spending, spending and feeling like our future was threatened or like our existence was threatened. And, and then I was like, you're right. Like there's never been a day in my life, thankfully when there was ever an issue yeah even even when i didn't have any money i still was okay and ever yeah. since then i've just kind of like let it go it's kind of interesting but for me it's like a lot of the security stuff that the first person was talking about and um like my my childhood growing up it was always felt like there wasn't enough also a lot of frugality and Uh, my mom was very, very frugal and my dad was very irresponsible. These are of course my thoughts and my editorial, my editorial comments about my childhood. But, um, so she had to double down on the frugality because my dad was, um, he had a business that didn't work out so well. So, Mm. um, but you, like you absorb those messages. And so then now I'm thinking, I was, you know, thinking on similar lines and it's just not true. And there's a lot more, I don't know, peace when I don't when I personally don't feel so just clenched about the money going out. So when I think like today my my husband as a matter of fact cuz I've been talking to him so much about the nervous system regulation, this is not even a joke. I was like it's it's regular rhythmic movements honey we got it because we're talking about it for ourselves for our daughter like I'm all about this whole nervous system thing like calming everybody's mm-hmm. nervous system down and he texted me and said hey I think I'm going to buy a drum set because of the rhythmic <laughs> rhythmic movements it's the expensive one how do you feel about that and I was like fine money's coming in money's going out <laughs> could you
2: could you elaborate Jess on the um rhythmic movement thing
0: yes okay so this book I just finished it's called what happened to you it is phenomenal and it's co-written I posted about it a little bit I it's co-written by Oprah and this pediatric developmental psychiatrist named Bruce Perry who studies trauma and it is so 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 good and it's all about how the nervous system the brain and the central nervous system wires itself up from the earliest moments of life throughout gestation into infancy and throughout childhood and in adulthood, because the brain doesn't ever stop developing. It slows down obviously, but it continues to be malleable. And that's what neuroplasticity is all about. So in kids that have experienced some adverse event, or it could be, you know, something that's major, like, um, you know, physical abuse, sexual abuse or something, you know, like that, or it could be, um, neglect. It could be a divorce, a death, um, moving could be all kinds of things, chronic illness, you name it. So the, these events impact the way the nervous system wires up and impacts your set point for your reactivity and your like your um, like your baseline and then how much, how reactive you might be. So what's so fascinating about it is, is once you understand kind of the neurocognitive physiologic sort of framework and that it's like hierarchical and how it all develops, you can take this information into every aspect of your life because we've all experienced some form of trauma or chronic stress, like even if you didn't have a rough childhood, like all of us went through freaking residency, which was really rough for, I think 99% of people who do surgical residencies. It's traumatic in some way. It's at least chronically stressful. But anyway, so I think it's so useful in talking to other colleagues and talking to patients and talking, I'm a pediatric orthopedic surgeon. So I'm looking at my patients so much differently. Um, and then understanding yourself, it's really fascinating. And so the idea is, is that if we can regulate ourselves, we can then react differently. Like if our nervous system can be regulated, cause sometimes it's dysregulated, then that will help us show up if you want to, obviously. So if you don't want to, that's fine too. Um, it can just help you show up In a more calm way, it can help you experience a more calm, like lived experience. And then it can help you deal with other people who might be spinning out, which I think is useful for anybody who takes care of patients because patients are spinning out all the time. And instead of having that escalate with the two people going back and forth, if you can maintain this calm stance while this other person's spinning out, it's just so much more productive for you and less painful. Does that make sense? Yeah. That, kind of like sense. A long that sounds great. It's so awesome and if you listen to it, Oprah, oh lord. Mm-hmm. Oh, like velvet. It's so good. Um, but anyway, so some of the some of the ways in which the nervous system can be regulated is with regular rhythmic movement. So it can be anything from like just, you know, tapping or rubbing or like scratching. Um, it can be music. It can be tossing a ball back and forth, um, taking a walk. Like anything that you can kind of reproduce in like, re- like a regular rhythmic way has this regulating effect on the sympathetic nervous system. Cool. According to this guy. Yeah, it's like, it's really fascinating. Um, hmm. I cannot recommend this book enough. I've literally told maybe 25 people on the last 2 weeks about this book and I've sent it to some people. It's so good. I'll definitely read it. It sounds yeah. great. Anyway, we have about 20 more minutes if there's anything else you guys want to talk about from a coaching standpoint. I guess I did want to I
2: mean it doesn't this is like so I I'm it, let me just start. <laughs> I'm making this mean so many things. Good. Um, my two and a half year old, or almost three year old, my 2.75 year old, we went on vacation to California. And when we were there, he learned how to climb out of this pack and play. <laughs> then when When we brought him home, he will no longer stay in his crib. And so... And it's been exactly one, two. This is the, This is the start of the fourth week back. And I, it, I'm, it, I'm letting it define my like existence right now. In that, it, I, I'm like making it mean everything, and it's like ridiculous. But I'm just like, it's ruining my life, <laughs> basically because um like ever since my i had two kids real quick my husband and i live for 7 p.m we live for it so we put them down and everything we do bedtime and all this stuff and they're down by 7 30 and then we just like it i mean we do all the we do things we enjoy we do all and we have you know we've had no pairs we could go for walks and bike rides and Mm -hmm. like in the summer and all do and all the things we enjoy we do and together and it's so it was so nice and now we have for the last like four weeks we cannot seem to figure out how to handle this and so we now we finally realized like this last week we have to alternate who is going to stay in the room with our 2.75 year old (laughs) and um until he falls asleep because, and um, you know, I mean, we talked to this sleep consultant person who we use when he was a newborn and all these things. And, you know, we're, we're trying to do things. We don't, I don't want to just like make him scream at his door. Like we put a gate on the door and no, we don't want to do that. You know? So, I mean, we're not willing to budge there, but anyway, I just like it. I used to also do charting for like, I, before we did my husband, any fun. I would do charting from seven thirty to like eight 30 or something cause I would leave work early, like if I could like a three or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, being like, okay, I'll do my, I'll, I'll catch this hour, I'll, you know, whatever, not that I'm stealing time back or anything, but I'll, I'll, I'll do a little at night and kind of like leave early. And that's just what I, you know, I like that freedom that I have to depending on the week. And so um, I'm just like, I look at every day, like, I just feel like I haven't had a break in, in like, since our, like our vacation was exhausting. We went to Legoland, by the way, I saw you went to Legoland, um, which was awesome in California, but um, I just feel like we cannot, I, I it's like a month and I'm like dragging. And so I'm letting it ruin, ev- not ruin everything, but like, I just, every day, I'm not as productive and every day I'm just like dragging and just like, ugh, and I and I feel like I just feel so foggy and I can't get out of this. And I'm and it's just exhausting. And my husband feels the same way. We're just so tired because our other one wakes up because, Oh, well then. So then once he goes, once our son falls asleep, then one of us will go back and he'll, we'll go into our own room and fall asleep again. But then he'll invariably wake up at two or three. And then one of us will have to go back in there. It's usually me. And then I'll sleep, I'll sleep on the couch or in the chair in there and make him sleep in his bed. And it's just like a whole, every night, it's just crazy. And I, I haven't felt this way in a long time because I felt, I felt like we were like doing a really good job of parenting. And now I'm like, oh my God, my whole world is crumbling. And it's just, okay. So circumstance. Your
0: yeah. <laughs> climb 2.75-year-old yeah. yeah. climbs out of the crib. Yeah. That's it. So, and then- That's you- it. My whole world is crumbling is that the thought <laughs> yeah yes <laughs> and when you think that thought how do you feel
2: yes i feel like um i feel like a victim like things are unfair i feel ex- exasperated
0: <laughs> and um when you feel victimized, I'm just gonna pick the first one you mentioned. When you feel victimized, what do you do? Um, I mope.
2: Okay, what else?
0: Probably mm. complain, whine. Is there any blaming? Um, we blame the state of California.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I kid you not. Every, every day we're like fucking California. We say that too, but
0: it's because of the taxes. Um, okay, I'll just put that blame California. What else?
2: I'll get, oh yeah, he's getting out of his bed right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there, there he goes, Josh. There he goes. <laughs> yeah, there he goes. got go back in, <laughs> I guess. About the
0: boss baby, he knows. Um, okay, and so then what result is this creating?
2: Um, it is making my world (laughs) just making everything miserable I'm like like people are like are you okay I'm like I'm fine I'm like I just yeah I'm just like I'm just yeah it's not I'm I'm not living my best life right now I'm just grumpy
0: (laughs) so I think what might be helpful in this situation is to kind of actually talk a little bit about more stuff we could put in the sea line because there's the stuff that we make up, which is my world is crumbling, but there is actual stuff going on. That's affecting you physiologically, probably because your sleep is different, right? Like yeah, you, were, yeah. you had a nighttime routine. Now there's a different nighttime routine and you're waking up in the middle of the night to check on them or to, to, get him back. No, he wakes up and then he'll, yeah, get him back to sleep. Which you didn't have to do before. Never. Mm -mm. Okay. So I think part of it is, is that there's been a legitimate change in the schedule, whether that's your nighttime schedule, getting, getting him to bed and all that stuff, but also like you're having a sleep disruption that you didn't have before. So of course that's going to, lead to some changes in your physiology right it's going to change how you feel during the day so it's i think important to distinguish that because having um kind of getting into the cycle of feeling so terrible about the situation just makes it all so much worse like you already physiologically have a reason to be tired and then yeah. like also then having the um, kind of heaviness of the, my world is crumbling on top of that. It's like resisting the situation. It just makes it so much worse.
2: Yeah, yeah, I
0: know. Um, Is there anything uh. that you can think of that you're making this mean? Like you're, I think maybe you're making the climbing out of bed and all of it mean that your world is crumbling uh
2: yeah I guess I'm making and I'm also like yeah I think I'm me maybe I'm making it mean like I don't know I'm so unlucky but I don't think that it's more like I just feel like I could so easily like my I don't know like I just feel unlucky I guess um because people have kids that just like um No, it was just like an unfortunate reality. <laughs> um, and I, I think the fact that I ruminate on it and like dwell on it doesn't, is like the thing that's, I don't know, not helpful.
0: Right. Because you already are kind of like starting out behind the power curve and this is just going to suck your energy down even more. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it just helps to talk about
0: it. Well, of course it <laughs> does. Yeah, man. Oh, like, I think all three of us on this call have kids. Yeah, like we all had. Yeah, have you were kids. earlier. And it's like, man, those little shits would just do what we wanted. Yeah. Everything <laughs> would be amazing. <laughs> just read my manual. Yeah, read read my manual. Read my manual. Like, stop going through these stages of development. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> is your other kid younger? Yeah.
2: yeah, he's um, he's twenty months.
0: Okay, so he's not too far behind. If it makes you feel yeah, but you he's better, a, go ahead. He, no, he's a good sleeper. I mean,
2: he's back to he to name tonight. My husband was like, I think California is finally out of his system. <laughs> the little one, so he's sleeping well again.
0: So if it makes you feel any better, I was the Yahoo that took my child out of the crib because of course I'm a pediatric orthopedic surgeon. And I thought she's for sure going to start climbing out of the crib and she's going to break something.
2: Hmm.
0: So when I thought she was big enough to start climbing out of the crib, I took her out myself and I put her in a big girl bed. So Mm -hmm. I did it it to myself.
2: Yeah. My neighbor, my, our best friends are like, No. No, 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 you delay that as long as humanly possible. And I heeded her words. If it weren't for California. <laughs>
0: no. So let's see, like, if you could um, just feel any way you wanted to about this developmental milestone, how would you want to feel about it?
2: or what would you and want it's
0: a nice way to think about it yeah
2: like like this is an exciting time for him you know and as a mom like he's getting turning into a bigger boy um, and yeah I mean that's a yeah just like it's exciting to watch him grow and he's growing so that's like a wonderful thing if I yeah
0: Yeah. Like you, I mean, there's so much available and right now you're so exhausted. So your brain naturally is going to want to go to the worst case scenario. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: It's absolutely going to want to do that because you're, you're like a fully functioning, normal human person. Mm -hmm. So that's okay. It's okay to think this way. It's okay to think your world is crumbling. There's nothing wrong with it, but when we get stuck in these things that are, it's almost like the news, when you watch the news all the time and it's so much negative stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. it's Nice if you have some other things available just to kind of share the error time with something that's not quite so negative. Mm -hmm. And so even if this isn't some like earth shattering breakthrough you have about, you know, your thinking or your relationship with yourself, it's just a really simple tool to be like, yeah, man, of course it feels like like my world is crumbling. Like he's climbing out of the bed every 10 minutes. I'm not sleeping. It feels like it's never going to end. I'm never going to have another bike ride with my husband ever again. Like it just, of course it's okay. But if that's the newsreel, then maybe we can also just offer a couple of other things to balance it out a little bit. And sometimes just balancing the messaging can just help you not feel quite so crappy. And it doesn't mm-hmm. like help you to not spend so much of your energy, your mental energy on the shitty thoughts. So you mentioned a couple, you said, Yeah. Like something about, it's really exciting to watch him grow and be a big boy. Yeah. Um, Like, yeah. And I mean, I feel
2: like, and We had to take the plunge sometime. It's not like can't keep him in there forever. Yeah.
0: Hey, Um, at least California, and not myself, like that idiot Jess. (laughs) 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 Um, You know, it's like you know this won't last forever. The next developmental milestones around the corner. Um. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe we could work on a different bedtime routine. That'll be even better.
2: Um, yeah.
0: I don't know. There's like so many other things and it might be fun to just have like a handful of other news ready to go mm-hmm. for when you notice that you're like, Ugh! I think yeah. you even made that noise earlier. Um, yeah. just to balance it out. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think it leads, I think, I think of of everything you've said, I think that just, you know, reframing this as a, I mean, I, as a positive, as, as a, you know, as like a positive sort of thing that even though it's hard, it's still wonderful to watch him, to have him grow and develop and change. And um, that's why, you know, parenting is exciting and rewarding and all of that. I, it, you know, I think, I need. Mean, I would like to try to not lose sight of that so easily.
0: Yeah. And even just toning down a little bit of the sensational, sensationalization of like, my world is crumbling. To yeah. It's just a developmental milestone. Um, takes a little it's part bit of, that yeah downplay yeah, instead of up playing it so
2: much just like, yeah, it's just another part of parenting.
0: <laughs> All right. but I
2: you know I'm dra- dramatizing it.
0: Right. I just want to offer though that there's um, you know, I I feel like sometimes when we have shitty thoughts, it's totally fine. Like if the thought's not working for us and it's not serving us, it's fine. And it's like, yeah of course, that's what I think. So that's not that big a deal. And if you just embrace it, and then even just like embracing the shitty thought can kind of help you to not then kind of continue with the sort of the spinning of mobile. It's almost like you just give yourself a little bit, bit of permission to like, not love this time of life. You know, it's like totally fine to not love this transition. Yeah. But yeah. you but it's all available. And so like none of it has to mean, you know, anything super bad. But does that make sense? Does that seem like reasonable?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I just let, I'm letting the negative aspects, like I'm just letting the negativity overpower. And that is, I think, where I need to, I would like to like course correct because it's not helpful. (laughs) I guess in some ways my mind thinks if I complain in a dramatic way, it kind of makes it, it's kind of funny almost or a joke because it's so ridiculous.
0: But that kind of backfires, you know, (laughs) like it kind of, I know, what you mean. like that hyperbolic kind of, mm-hmm. you know, what was me sort of thing. And mm-hmm. maybe take a look at that because if cuz if it becomes humor and it's relieving, it's almost like letting the pressure off a pressure cooker. If it's I mean, take a look to see how that's working for you. If that's working for you to kind of relieve a little bit of pressure, then great. Well, I think that's the
2: thing is that it does maybe a little bit, but then if you perseverate on it or then like, it kind of starts to become the reality, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. for sure. Well, yeah. the cool thing is, is that now you have the awareness to know yeah. the difference between the two and what a powerful, what a powerful thing to learn that we've all kind of like done that, right? We get like really stuck in. Yeah all the negativity. And then, you know, the, the complaining becomes funny to a point and then it becomes like sarcasm. And then it becomes, this is actually in the burnout. Um, there's like these charts about burnout. I'm going to relate this mm-hmm. to burnout, where people deal with things kind of like with humor and, you know, healthy coping skills and stuff. And then they begin, they begin to get so stressed that then they're like depersonalizing and getting really sarcastic Mm. and unable to have empathy and that sort of stuff. So Mm -hmm. what a great skill to have, to know, like what feels good in your body and what feel, what doesn't feel good in your body and Mm. like understanding that there's nothing wrong with you either way. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to think your world's crumbling and it's okay to shift away from that. And that like, nothing's really gone wrong. Like if it's, it's if, if it's a coping mechanism, great. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't work, great. Shift away. Yeah. Oh, that was a juicy one. <laughs> times. Okay. Well, that takes us to 6 PM. I'm going to go make some dinner. I hope you Thank guys- you so much. All right. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Um, so I'll go ahead and I'll save these and um, post them for everybody. Anything else you guys want to add before we sign off? No, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Have a great rest of your evenings. Bye. See you on the flip side. Bye.